Mm. Uh, right. You know, I'm I'm somewhere <laughs> close to ready. I don't know. There's a lot of layers going on here. Uh, it's good to see everybody this morning. This is always one of my favorite days of the year, and so I'm glad uh, to be together today. Um, just a few announcements about worship. Uh, please welcome, if you're new or from away, glad you're here with us this morning. Uh, please leave yourself on mute unless you're speaking. Uh, the service is public. Oh, no. There we go. The service is public, uh, so just keep that in mind. Bulletin is in the chat, and we'll have communion. So please, whenever you uh, get a chance, you can set out your elements for that. And I think we're doing Brahms as the prelude today. Yes. Good morning, everyone. Try that one more time. Thank you. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us admit to God the sin which always confronts us. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dear friends, hear the good news. In Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May the Lord enrich you with grace and nourish you with blessing. The Lord defend you in trouble and keep you from all evil. The Lord accept your prayers and absolve you from your offenses. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is a new hymn that I don't believe we've uh, ever sung before. And I thought it, it fit especially well with the readings today. Uh, it comes from Ghana. Uh, and it's a wonderful little, uh, very, I think, easy to sing tune. So I will do the first verse twice. So you guys can kind of get the, uh, the tune in your head. And whenever you feel comfortable, please, I would urge you to join in with us. 
pray. O God, rich in mercy, by the humiliation of your Son lifted up this fallen world and rescued us from the hopelessness of death. Lead us in your light that all our deeds may reflect your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Numbers. From Mount Hor, the Israelites set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be to, be to God. God. Thank you. 
El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Hayyan, the Hadanai, H2H are still the same by the power of the name. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Kankan, the Hadanai, I will praise and lift your name. El Shaddai. Through your love and through the man, you saved the son of Abraham. Through the power of your hand, you turned the sea into dry land. To the outcast on the knees, you were the God who really sees. And by your might, you saved your children to me. El Shaddai, El Shaddai. El This is the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned. 
But those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come into the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. This is number five in a series of reflections on the meaning of the Eucharist from this Lent. And last week, you might remember, we talked about celebrations of the Eucharist from the 12th century. And I know 12th century church history isn't exactly everybody's thing. So this week, I want to get back into more modern times by going to the 1520s. Because if you want to understand Lutheran Eucharistic theology, this is a sort of interesting place to start from. It's during the 1520s when the Lutheran reform movement shifts from just lobbying criticism at abuses in the Catholic Church 
to actually creating its own practices. Not just don't do that, but let's do it like this. And it's during that decade that Luther writes two different settings of the mass, one in Latin and one in German. And Luther's biggest criticism of the medieval Catholic mass was that it had become a kind of good work that was offered to please God. If you go back and you read the liturgies that was used around that time, you'd see the Eucharist was a sacrifice that was offered from the assembly to God. The assembly, in this case, that's you, would watch as your priest, a person of superior moral standing by virtue of their ordination, in this case, that's me, would offer their sacrifice to God. And you could be in the room, but you were here mostly as a spectator, eavesdropping on this conversation that your priest was having with God. So if you read those early Lutheran mass settings, you see that Luther is playing with directions of our language. The Eucharist isn't a sacrifice offered from the people through the priest up to God. It's offered from God to the people. And there's a priest here for the sake of maintaining order in the service and running Zoom and everything. So a lot of Luther's reforms are just deleting anything that would suggest we are offering something to God. Offertory prayers that talk about sacrifice, gone. The canon, what we would call a Eucharistic prayer that talks about our sacrifice to God, gone. The most blatant offender here would be the lifting up of the bread and cup toward the heavens. If we're cutting out everything that's offering something up to God, then obviously that's not going to stay in. Except that it does. Luther says, actually, we're going to keep that, but it's going to mean something different. It looks the same, but the meaning changes. We're not lifting this up to God. We're lifting it up so that everyone here in the assembly can clearly see that it's meant for them. Luther is telling us that lifting up doesn't always mean what you might think it does. And we saw another example of that in St. John's Gospel today. When speaking with Nicodemus, an insightful religious teacher, Jesus says that the Son of Man must be lifted up. For any religious teacher or spiritual student, being lifted up means attaining some kind of enlightenment, glory, transcendence. When Jesus says he must be lifted up, that's probably what Nicodemus is thinking. If you don't understand who Jesus is now, just wait until the more impressive stuff starts happening deeper teachings, better miracles, better signs, then you'll really see God's glory. As Jesus himself puts it later in this gospel, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Except that's not the lifting up that Jesus is talking about at all. The moment of God's glory won't shine through in some moment of grandeur. No climb to the heavens, no ascent to the skies. Now, when Jesus talks about his being lifted up, he's talking about his crucifixion. And St. John's telling, we see the power that Jesus has when he refuses to use it. We see the divine life in him when he lays it down. And we see God's glory when Christ is lifted up on the cross. It looks the same, but the meaning changes. It's not what Nicodemus expects, but John tells us, 
lifting up doesn't always mean what you think it does. And that's what those early Lutheran mass settings get. That because Jesus has offered his life once for all, because he's been lifted up, we don't need to offer anything to get access to God or to get God's attention. The Eucharist isn't about us offering something to God. It's about God offering the divine life to us. But there's a big problem here, and you might even be thinking about this already. If the Eucharist isn't about us offering something to God, then why on earth do we have an offering as part of the service? And why do we have an offering as part of the meal in particular? If you showed up at church one Sunday and you didn't really know the order that things went in, it would look like we're paying our way to get access to the table. You put your envelope in the basket when it comes around, you hand your ticket to the usher, and then you get to come up to the front. But that's very much not what's happening. And to understand what that action means, it helps to think about where that practice came from. In the early church, it was common for the offering to include food that was gathered from the marketplaces that morning. So in addition to whatever financial offering for the poor people had, there would also be bread and wine and other food that was brought up to the table for the meal. And watch how the directions work here. When the meal was over, the extra food would be sent back out along with the financial offering. So when you made an offering, the offering really wasn't to God. It was to God's people. It was to continuing God's mission in the world. It was out. And that's really what the key is here. Our offerings aren't offered to God. They're offered to God's creation. Which means that what we offer in the Eucharist is not just money or time or talents or treasure, but the entirety of our lives. Every relationship, every desire, every hope, every regret, every success, every shortcoming. We bring it here to the table and be lifted up to God. Not because God needs it, but, but because we know that God's world does. When we lift up our hearts, we're saying that we're offering our entire selves in the service of God's mission and trusting that God can use all of us to serve a world in need. That as one of our post-communion prayers puts it, we can give ourselves away as bread for the hungry. It's not quite what we would expect. It's probably not what Nicodemus expected either. It's fun to lift up our best ideas. It's fun to lift up our skills and our talents and our time and treasures and strengths and assets and inventories and interests. It's easy to think that God can use those in the service of the kingdom of God. It's harder to believe that God can use all of us, that the glory of God can shine through even in our weakness, that the cracks of our lives that we try to patch up and hide from others are the places where the light gets in. But that's what Jesus tells us. Our lives look the same, but the meaning changes. It's not what we expect, but Jesus tells us lifting up doesn't always mean what you think it does. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
yourself as we join the church around the world confessing our faith using the words of the Apostles Creed. I believe in God, Father Almighty, Almighty, Creator of heaven heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. Communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection. Relying on the promises of God, let us pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. You sent your son that the world might be saved through him. Inspire the witness of the church around the world. Empower missionaries, translators, Ministries of service in your name. Bless our partners in ministry, our ELCA global partner churches, and our young adults in global mission. <clears throat> Hear us, O God, 
Your mercy. Your mercy. Your mercy. From east to west, your steadfast love is shown. Nourish seas and deserts, wilderness areas and cities. Give water to thirsty lands. Nurture spring growth that feeds hungry creatures. Bless farmers as they prepare for the growing season. Hear us, O God. You sustained your people in the wilderness. Give courage to all who lead in times of crisis and scarcity. Prosper the work of those who aid victims of famine and drought. Bring peace in places where scarce resources bring violence. We pray especially this week for the people of Denmark, the Faroe Islands, Finland, Greenland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Your mercy endures forever. Deliver all who cry to you, especially those who are hungry or without shelter. Give healing to those who are sick and comfort those who mourn. If you have any other petitions, I invite you to offer those at this time. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. By grace, we have been saved. Fill this congregation to overflow with that grace, that we may show mercy to others. Nourish any in our midst who are hungry, especially children, and bless our ministries of feeding and shelter. Give us patience and courage when our way seems long. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy, Your mercy is great. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Hear us, O oh God. Your, Your mercy, mercy is great. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who lifts us up, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also, and also with you. you. Peace, everyone. <clears throat> Let us pray. God, our provider, you have fed us not with bread alone, but with words of grace and life. Bless us and these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 And may the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is We give you thanks, Father, through Jesus Christ, our beloved Son, whom you sent in this end of the ages to save and redeem us and to proclaim to us your will. For he is your word inseparable from you, through whom you created all things and in whom you take delight. He is your word sent from heaven to a virgin's womb. He there took on our nature and our lot and was shown forth as your son, born of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary. He, our Lord Jesus, fulfilled all your will and won for you a holy people. He stretched out his hands in suffering 
in order to free from suffering those who trust you. He is the one who handed over to a death he freely accepted in order to destroy death, to break the bonds of the evil one, to crush hell underfoot, to give light to the righteous, to establish his covenant, and to show forth the resurrection. Taking bread and giving thanks to you said, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant and my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering then his death and resurrection, we take this bread and cup, giving you thanks that you have made us worthy to stand before you and serve you as your priestly people. Send your spirit upon these gifts in your church. Gather into one all who share this bread and wine. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to establish our faith and truth, that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus, as Jesus taught us. Our Father, Give us our trespasses to those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see the Lord is good. Let us pray. Merciful God, accompany our journey through these 40 days. Renew in us the gift of baptism that we may provide for those who are poor, pray for those in need, fast from self-indulgence, and above all that we may find our treasure in the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Christ in the life of all the living, Christ in the dark. 
time we open things up for any announcements joys and concerns does anyone have anything they'd like to share with the congregation pastor i have a question um i was looking to rsv for the rsvp for the um easter and palm sunday services mm -hmm. i'm not sure which what's meant by parking pods um i mean oh uh, yes let me let me come back to, i'll i'll explain the holy week stuff all at once Oh, okay. Thanks. So I, if I, if I don't answer that, then uh, I, I will, I will, I will get to that in just a second as a batch of stuff. Um, did anyone else have any announcements, joys, concerns? Uh, as, as a uh, council representative for giving an advocacy, I do want to remind everybody, I am going to be collecting for Easter baskets. I've been given the go ahead by um, uh, Dr. Uh, Pastor Brighton. And uh, we'll be collecting those next weekend, um, you know, after church and through the afternoon. I'll, we'll send out the list of the things that need that we need for the baskets, and the uh, Sunday school kids will be helping me. Thanks. All right, thank you, Matt. Sorry, sorry, Iowa lost yesterday, Matt. It was a good game. I know it, it uh, was a close game. Yeah, but Holy you, Cross won. Holy that's Cross true. Won. That's true. Uh, did anyone else have any uh, announcements? Is Ralph on? I know Ralph had news. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Everything's good. Everything went well. Good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking and uh, thanks for reaching out before the surgery. I appreciate it. Good. You're welcome. Uh, I didn't see anyone else with announcements. Let me run through this stuff briefly. Uh, we have our midweek discussion stuff. This is Wednesdays at 7. I invite you to try that. Uh, Sunday School Confirmation meets at four today via Zoom. The personal care kits, if you're doing uh, an item a week, this week's item is a comb. Uh, please send me, if you have any additions to the Holy Week playlist, get those to me by the end of this week. 
And people who are reading for the audio guide, you should have gotten stuff on Thursday. Please try to get that back to me by next Sunday. Uh, and then information for Holy Week is all online. I will, during the postlude, I'll put the link in the chat. Um, we're asking people to RSVP in advance. We're, we're not gonna cap the limit of people, but we're asking you to give us a heads up in advance so we know about how many people we have to plan for. Um, so I ask you, please do that whenever you know, if you're planning on coming to a service, just throw your name in there. Uh, I would love to see that. And uh, that's just to help us plan to, you know, if we have to open up the roof to put people up there, uh, we will take care of that then. Uh, Jody's question was about parking lot spaces. So we, we have four uh, spaces on the front lawn parking lot where if you want to come to a service, but you aren't comfortable walking on the grass or something, or if you have mobility issues, um, you can just stay in your car and roll the windows down and just sit there. Uh, but I just need to know, because we only have four of those spots for service. So, yeah. uh, so that is it. The blessing today uh, comes from one of the prayer cycle churches. This comes from Norway. And I thought it matched well with the homily and the readings for today. So I invite you to receive the blessing. Carry with you the living bread as a treasure in your hands and your heart. Share it over and over again, for it will always be enough as long as you continue to break it. And may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace and feed the hungry. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God.
Thanks, Jason.